from the Rock Church of the Bighorns in Sheridan, Wyoming, this is the Rock Church Podcast, where we discuss issues impacting our lives, our families, our communities, and the church from a Christian perspective. Now, here is your host and pastor of the Rock Church, Tri Robinson. Hey, thank you for joining us. This uh, is the Rock Church's podcast, our second official podcast. We have a really special guest uh today, um, someone who has been attending our evening services, but also uh, in a really cool way has been living in Israel um, for the past several years, um, is presently back here in Sheridan because of COVID, but is uh, looking to uh, head back that way um, right after the first of the year. And so um, we um, are just going to ask a few questions here of our guest and get a better idea of what's going on in Israel, um, what it's like to be there, and what God is doing in uh, that nation. So if you would, um, can you tell us just a little bit about what it's like to live in Israel? Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Um, I love talking about what it's like to live in Israel because I feel like there's a lot of preconceived notions or things that even I thought before I went that were totally different. Um, And one of the things is that um, Israel is very diverse culturally. So when I thought of like a Jewish person, I thought of Middle Eastern kind of looking, but there's people from all over the world, Asia, uh, India, um, Russia, South Africa, um, Ethiopia, they're just so diverse. And so going to Israel, it's like you just hear tons of different languages. And even for me, even hearing Russian makes me, reminds me of Israel um, because you just hear so many different languages, so many different cuisines, so many different traditions, um, which can be really exciting. And it can also be really challenging just because, um, there's constantly cultural differences and things that you're like, oh, I didn't think about that because my South African friends, you know, are this way, but I didn't think about someone from this culture would react differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that can be kind of challenging, but it's also really fun. Um, Also, Israel is very modern. So people do not ride camels to school. It's not... um, yeah, but it's it's kind of like Europe. I like to say it's the infrastructure is kind of like Europe with the Middle Eastern flair. So it's like a little bit more relaxed, a little bit. I mean, the buildings are made of stone and things like that. But it's very modern. They say more people online per capita in Israel than even the United States and probably anywhere in the world. Um, there's just tons of new inventions and startups. They call it Startup Nation. Um, and so there's, you know, really tall buildings in Tel Aviv and it's just very modern, um, techie kind of, there's the Technion college that's very like high tech type of stuff. Um, everyone's online, everyone's on their phone all the time. (laughs) So kind of like the U S but, um, yeah, I don't know if that's, that wasn't really what I thought of when I thought of the Middle East before I went there. But Israel is different than other countries in the Middle East because it's more of like a democracy and um, that kind of stuff, which is cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, I want to share 
about Israel, like living there, you would think because when you hear on the news, there's just, it's like war and, you right. know, that's kind of what we hear on the news. Um, all of these conflicts and different stuff like that. But when you're there, um, it's just, that's not the environment. Like mm -hmm. I've never felt unsafe in Israel. It's probably the only place I've ever been. And I've been in a lot of places around the world that I felt safe to walk outside alone at night including Montana. I, I didn't even feel safe walking around my neighborhood in Montana alone at night. Um, but in Israel, it's just, there's just this feeling of safety. Like I just feel safe there. Um, and also I think because, and this is something that I've learned from Israelis or I'm still learning probably is just how to have fun. And it's just a lot of fun to live in Israel. People are, they don't take themselves too seriously. It's because there is war. I mean, that's not, it's not like there isn't war there. That's a real thing. Um, and there is this maturity that comes with being in the military and all of those things. Um, cause everyone goes into the military after high school. Um, but there's just this, because they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, just enjoy today. And they're not worried about it. It's like tomorrow's tomorrow, today. It not in a not in a way that's irresponsible, but in a way that's just like, hey, we have today, so let's enjoy it, um, which is cool. Mm. And yeah, and I should probably mention too, it's not just Jewish people that live in Israel, as probably everyone knows that there's a lot of other cultures um, as well, with Arabs and Bedouin. There's I didn't realize how many different. Arab um, communities there are as well. So there's Christian Arabs and um, Bedouin and Muslim Arabs and just different kind of communities for them as well. So it's just very, very diverse spiritually, um, culturally, I don't know, in general. Sometimes when we think about Israel, we think about a real tension between the Muslim community and the Jewish community or the, and the, maybe also the Christian community. Well, what are those, what's that like and how do those communities interact with one another there? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think underneath, you know, there, there is some tension. I mean, just when you get around people that are different from you, there's going to be a little bit of tension, but ultimately people live together in peace. They have, you know, there's a lot of like, yeah, I have Arab friends. Like there's, it's, there's not as much tension as the news kind of portrays. There's a little bit, but um, people generally get along with each other. They try to reach out and care about each other and be in each other's lives and, um, yeah, so even in the old city in Jerusalem, you have the Muslim quarter and the Christian quarter and the Jewish quarter, and everyone's just coexisting together um, in the same place, essentially, which is a pretty small area, if you think about it, of land um, that people are, yeah, coexisting. Okay. Yeah. Well, along those lines, then, what what is it like? What is the... the uh the religious flair, the feel, the, the spiritual condition of the majority of people that you run into or the people of Israel? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's funny because I was just saying that when you meet someone, when you 
introduce yourself to someone, probably one of the top three questions that you get asked is what do you believe? And there's kind of this um, assumption that you have faith of some sort, whether it's in Islam or Christianity or um, Judaism or whatever. But it's interesting because um, there are there are religious, very religious people um, in Israel, but also the majority of people are kind of non. They don't affi- affiliate with any particular religion, and they're just very open. Um, there's just a very like a huge openness to exploring different like a lot of people get into new agey stuff or whatever because they're just searching for truth and they're just like what what is the truth what's what's really you know there's all these religions and there's this conflict and i think there's kind of this bad taste um in some people's mouths towards religion but they're very open in terms of faith and in terms of god and in terms of just exploring and talking about those things and talking with people who believe different things. And I've even met people who came to faith in Yeshua in their 60s because they had like something in their mailbox that shared with them the good news of the Messiah. And they were like, who's this? I've never heard about this. And so people, I actually, I asked my friend, I was like, what do you think, you know, we were talking about what is the biggest hindrance, because um, someone had asked me, um, to, to people coming to faith in Israel, and um, I shared with her what my thoughts were, which were kind of just Christian anti-Semitism, things like that, um, and what she said was, I think the biggest hindrance is that people aren't sharing the gospel with them, <laughs> like, people are just so open that if you would just share with them, they would probably believe. Like they just haven't heard. Um, but they're very, very open. It's just like the harvest is plenty and the workers are few type of thing. Now, now that's, a, that's a really interesting concept to me because um, also listening on YouTube, they have the One for Israel videos that are kind of playing. And, and that's a when they're kind of going through their advertisement for that, mm-hmm. these people are saying, how come I never heard this? How come we've never known this? Or we, and, and so to me, that is a phenomenal thought from the birthplace, the, the, you know, where Jesus lived and died and all of those things that they would have. I can understand them saying, look, we don't believe he's the Messiah. We don't really think that. But for them to just really be saying this has been suppressed. Mm-hmm. We haven't really heard this. We didn't get this good news before. Can you expound on some of that? I mean, is that... Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to really to think about it. Um, But I think there is kind of like we talked about um, just Christian anti-Semitism that through the ages, it was like, you have to convert. And if if you want to believe in Jesus, you can no longer be Jewish. And just a lot of different things done in Jesus' name. And the, the most common ones that you hear about in Israel are the Spanish Inquisition, the Crusades and the Holocaust. And we were just talking about, you know, we don't think about the Holocaust as something that people did in Jesus's name, but actually Hitler, I mean, from a Jewish perspective, Hitler claimed to be Catholic, you know, which is in their mind, Christian. And um, also used Martin Luther's writings, the book that he wrote of the Jews and their lies. 
um, and different things that in their mind, hey, they did this in Jesus' name. And even on Christian holidays like Christmas or things like that, they would get extra beatings. And it's just, um, I think as believers, we're not really aware of the history. And so um, we can't understand why would they, but it's just like a lot of fear, I think. Um, fear that a lot of people actually don't know that Jesus was Jewish. Um, they don't know that you can be Jewish and believe that he's the Messiah. They don't know that um, actually it's the most Jewish thing that you can do to believe in the Jewish Messiah and that the majority of the, the believer, first believers were Jewish. Um, but mm-hmm. because they kind of were persecuted and um, died off, essentially, the church became mostly Gentile. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it said that there was a hard, God had hardened mm-hmm. um, the hearts of the Jewish people for a time. Um, so that the Gentiles could come in, in his grace. And instead of looking at them and being like, how can you do, you know, it's like, how, like that was for me so that I could, I could believe and I could hear the gospel. Um, and so I think because of that history and because of a lot of, um, I mean, even today, it still exists, sadly, really Christian anti-Semitism. Um, and so, and just replacement theology and things that are like, God doesn't have a place for Israel anymore. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, Jesus must be a white Catholic Jew hater. And so that's in their mind. Um, what they have heard about Jesus is not accurate information. And so um, when they hear that Jesus was Jewish, when they see that actually the, the scriptures prophesied about him, um, they were never taught that. Um, yeah. And also like we had talked about before, which I guess can share too, is that, um, in, and I honestly don't necessarily know the root of this, but they start, um, so the Hebrew name for Jesus is Yeshua and the word Yeshua means salvation. And so, um, names have meaning. Uh, in Israel, and that actually is interesting because when I went there, they're like, "What does your name mean?" And I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't think it has a meaning." No, but we just don't talk about that much here. But there, names have meaning, and so Yeshua means salvation, um, and the name that has kind of that most people know um, is Yeshu, which is actually an acronym. Um, That means may his name and memory be blotted out. And so a lot of people don't know that 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 it's an acronym for that. And so they're just like, oh, yeah, Yeshu. Oh, you believe in Yeshu, you know, and we have to be like, actually, no, this is not like this is what this means. This is why it's Yeshua and not Yeshu. Um, But I think it, it is still stemming from that, like fear and just this. Um whatever it is that just against, against Jesus, um, especially the ultra Orthodox or religious groups, um, are more tend more towards that though. There are people in those groups who are open. Um, but just in some of the synagogue readings and writings about him are very derogatory and not nice. And so that's what people kind of have in their mind. 
um, when they think about him. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about how like it's just kind of this amazing thing that that the people are saying like well we didn't hear or we didn't get it but biblically we know that that God has has closed the eyes and the ears of of the Jewish people for a time and and his conversation basically went into the church right and but it says one day that he's going to use that to to even bring them to a kind of a point of jealousy and begin to speak back in a really large way back into the the nation of Israel um and so uh, the church is is going to really come alive within the nation of Israel so what are you seeing uh God doing through the church in Israel right now yeah, some exciting, exciting things. Um, yeah, that's. I, I like to think about the dry bones prophecy um, when Ezekiel saw the dry bones, and um, we kind of think about it, it's like in our songs and stuff like that. But it's actually a prophecy about the nation of Israel, and it's really cool because um, I love the imagery of just the bones in the land, and essentially God has gathered the bones into the land of Israel, which is after 2,000 years, which is crazy and miraculous and amazing. Mm -hmm. And then if in the prophecy, the bones get up and they have sinews and they start to kind of walk around and they still don't really have life in them. Um, and that's, of course, spiritually speaking, but that's what we see in Israel is they're, for the last 70 years since the Holocaust, they've been building cities and businesses and all of this, these things in the land, um, families. And now we're seeing this, just the spirit of God being breathed into the people and people. I mean, I was talking to my friend, she, there's this Facebook group for believers in Yeshua in Israel. And she's like, every single time I go on there, there's a new, someone new, like, Hey, I'm a new believer. And she's like, just constantly all the time, every day, new people are coming to faith and it's amazing. It's just exploding. Um, and honestly, in the last like 20 years, they've gone from 200 to now. I mean, this was three years ago when I was looking at these stats and it was like 30,000 and just like up, like just growing exponentially um, at that point. And I'm sure now it's even more. The crazy thing is that still that's less than 1% of the population. Mm -hmm. But what it does show is that God is moving powerfully. And in the, just in the last few years, there's been a huge explosion of people um, coming to faith. And there are even, you mentioned one for Israel, so many people are coming to faith through these videos that they're starting to make discipleship videos because they're like, people need to be discipled and I think that there are even more believers than we know of because they're just not, they haven't come out, so to speak, or said that they believe, they just secretly believe. And part of that is because, so in the Middle East and in Israel, family is so important and it, it's huge. Like you just can't, I don't even know if you can understand it until you've been there. Um, Cause here and in Europe and places like that, family is important, but it's, not the same. It's like people are kind of more individualistic. They do their own thing. They live far from family, but there it's very close knit. And a lot of people who come to faith are disowned by their families. And so it's a huge deal 
to publicly proclaim that you your faith. Um, and so a lot of people are still kind of secretly uh, believe, but haven't. And, and some people I've talked to, they're like, I thought I was the only one. You know, in those videos, it's a lot of like, I didn't know that there were other believers. I didn't know that there were other people in the military. They don't share a lot because then they might, you know, who knows what people will like make fun of them or do whatever. And you have to be with these people all the time. And so it's not like, hey guys, guess what? Here's what I believe. Um, so there might even be multiple believers in the same unit that don't know it for a period of time because they're secretive about it. Um, and also a lot of the believers, it, it is underground. And so you can't just like Google, you know, um, church in wherever, like, not like here. It's it's underground. There's no photography, no no videos, no. Uh, it's just word of mouth type of stuff. Um, but when you're in it and among it, it's like wow, you know, there's God is doing something amazing. Um, and also something really interesting to note. So this is the first generation um, of people that are growing up in Israel in believing families. So either one or both of their parents are believers and they were born into that family and grew up in that family. This is the first generation of that. And so there's a lot of like, just among believers, what does it mean to be Jewish and to be believers? And there's just a lot of kind of nuances of, well, we think it looks like this and we think it looks like that. And there's just a lot of kind of trying to figure that out um, going on there. And then also it's amazing that there are believers now going out into the nations from Israel. Mm -hmm. um, so I know someone in Uganda, someone else is going to work with Bible translation stuff. Um, and that's really unprecedented to see people not only believing, growing up and believing families and then going out is yeah, hmm. really cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing with us and giving us kind of a glimpse of of, of what that looks like. Before before we go, um, would you, I, you, you can even just bless us out or, or whatever you want to do, but would you speak some Hebrew to us? Because I always love to hear somebody speak or pray in, a, in another language so that would be awesome yeah. all right um, i guess i could pray sure okay um, uh, thank you for everything that you are doing Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this podcast informational, uplifting, and inspiring. Please join us next time. And until we meet again, be blessed.
If you'd like more information about the Rock Church of the Bighorns, please visit our website at www.bighornrock.com.